You're listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast with Romza. The world is currently in a state of rebirth. All of the systems we have inherited are collapsing and failing us as a species. It's time for us to come together and create something out of nothing. If you crave deeper purpose, unshakable strength, and a life aligned with your truth, this is for you. This is for you if you are curious and not afraid to ask questions. This podcast is for those searching for their purpose and those ready to step into their full potential. For lovers of truth and those ready for masculine medicine, this podcast is an adventure that gives voice to a journey of healing, discovery, and embodiment. We'll challenge the old narratives we inherited and forge a new path. Join us in this fearless exploration of the multiple dimensions of being human, breathwork, mindset, healing the body, detox, and how to use the gentle way of jujitsu to make you unstoppable in your wellness, business, life, relationships, and more. What do you guys want before I start?
Good day. Hello, hello. Hello, top of the morning. <laughs> Grand rising. How are you doing? What's up? Morning, excellent. How are you? You know, just living the dream. Nice. <laughs> For sure. Is, um, is video going to be recorded in this? Or just audio? What do you think? Um, don't matter. I mean, it's going to be recorded. I'm probably just yeah. not going to post it. Okay. Let me fix myself. 
you're fine. You're fine. There's like the lighting. I don't know. It's okay. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all. It's all. All good. All right. Uh, all right. This is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna jump in. It's gonna be magical. Um, I'm going to do an introduction for you. So I'm gonna ask you to mute your mic. Not right now, but when I right before I start, and then I'm going to. Uh, do an intro for you and then we're going to jump in and I don't really know what's going to happen but I'm sure it'll be magical cool yeah I like that just go with the flow talk about demons and dragons and all the other stuff that you're into <laughs> yeah by the way my mom says hi hi how is she doing uh she's good she's good they're hanging out in Spain nice maybe they'll be back soon we'll see we will see. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's make it happen. All right. Um, I'm going to mute you, and then we'll jump in. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Our Deepest Fear podcast with your host, Romza. Today, I'm here with a certified energy healer, and she's been working with this work for, for some time now. Uh Growing up, she was always connected to spirit and she would receive messages and visions throughout her life. And when she was about five years old, she already knew that she had missions here on earth to accomplish. And fast forward to now, she does energy work, grid work. She makes crystal jewelry. She's a healer and so much more. She was actually my mom's uh, level two Reiki uh, teacher. So this is going to be an exciting one. Welcome to the show, Tracy Nova. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's it's <laughs> truly, truly my pleasure. So how are you? What's good? What's new? How has this year been treating you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big question for everyone for uh what's what's been good in 2020. <laughs> um everything's great, you know. I you know, to be honest and um 2020 has never really affected me too much. Um, and I don't want to say like, oh, I'm better than anybody or anything like that. But I did do a lot of energy work before 2020, you know, happened. And it was crazy because I was just getting all these messages and visions like, hey, you need to go into these timelines. Hey, you need to do these clearings. Hey, you need to check out these chemtrails. Hey, um, what's in the food in the food that you're eating and the water that you're drinking? Um, what things can you take to detox from heavy metals and stuff like that? And all of that was happening. Like I was getting messages of that before 2020 happened. I was like, oh, that's strange. Maybe it's just go time, right? <laughs> so I was just like pounding through through all the clearings and, um, you know, seeing what messages, you know, were like being brought up, what needs to be done, what needs to be handled. And what I want to say is that it is so important, like everyone that's listening, it is so important to listen to your soul, listen to your heart, listen to your intuition, your gut. What, what are they saying? Even listen to your body. Like if you're hurting somewhere, there's a reason why, like your body is trying to tell you something, communicate. Um, but anyways, so after I did all that work, I still didn't know like what it was for. I was just like, okay, maybe my soul just wants to evolve more. Right. 
when 2020 happened and the whole um, world was like shook by this virus, <laughs> um, you know, I was like, what is going on here? So I received messages from God's source and God's source was like, okay, well, if you want to know, let's go and tap in, let's go dive in. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, so we dove in and I was shown a bunch of different things. I was shown 5G. I was shown chemtrails. I was shown multiple toxins, heavy metals. Um, I was shown like AI technology, transhumanism. And at first I was like, what does this have to do with the virus? <laughs> like, you know, I thought the virus was just like some kind of like nasty germ bacteria thing, whatever. And I was shown how everything just connected all together. Like this virus, um, <laughs> so this virus is not just a normal virus. There's AI technology in it. And the, yes, there are some other scientists and some other conspiracy theorists that um, delve, delve deeper into it. But the thing is, was that I was shown these visions before any of those articles came out. So when those articles started coming out, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I was like, this is what I was being shown earlier this year. And it was in January. So when everything was, you know, happening, I was like, this is so crazy. Like, like we're receiving the same uh, vision, same messages about this whole virus thing and how everything just connected all together. So pretty much, I mean, yes, there is a virus, right? Um, but this virus is a different type of virus is right? it's, it's like more advanced it's AI technology um, so a lot of people that have like vaccines were like vaccinated with certain things um, you know they're always around 5g or just have a lot of heavy metals and toxins in their system we're more capable of you know having a lower immune system and their auric fields were just not strong enough to fight off the virus from entering. So anyways, that's my 2020. <laughs> yeah, and then throughout the whole year, I was just trying to um, calm the collective down because there was just so much fear, anxiety, stress, like in the whole collective, in the whole fields, the morphogenetic, the morphogenetic fields of the earth, it was just so much. So a lot of us healers, light workers, grid workers, so forth, we were just going into these fields and just trying to clear and transmute as much as we can. So people don't have to feel fear and the stress and anxiety that came with this, you know, <laughs> false fallen agenda. <laughs> When you say light work and you say grid work uh, for the people that are uninitiated, can you explain uh, what that means? Yeah, of course. Um, a light worker, they're pretty much the, is pretty much what they bring the light. They anchor in the light, the highest frequencies, love. Um, that's what they do. And when they anchor those things in, they're able to transmute the more fallen or negative type emotions and energies. Um, there are a lot of people that are light workers, even the ones that don't even realize it. Now you can be a light worker through music. You can be a light worker through your art. 
through the way you speak or treat others. Those are all different types of healings and, you know, doing, doing work as a light worker. Um, you don't have to like actually delve into like all the crystals and, you know, okay, let's breathe in. And then we're going to anchor in the white, pure light from God's source, breathe it out and transmute everything. You don't really have to do that because there are certain souls that came down onto this earth and they have, um, it's called a sleeper contract. So these sleeper contracts are people that just walk the earth and they don't even know, you know, they don't even know the mechanics of how to do the energy work and their soul missions that they're supposed to do, but they still do it unconsciously. Um, so that's like, that's a light worker. A grid worker is someone who works the grids and they can either work the grids on the earthly planes. They can work the grids inside inner earth. Um, there's also grids in outer space. And what these grids are is that they're pretty much like ley lines. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people know that the earth has ley lines. Um, you know, our bodies have ley lines. It's just where the energy and the circuitry just goes. Um, space has it, all the other different planets have it. And so within these grids, there's also things called stargates, gateways, hub gates, and stuff like that. And those are a little more advanced, but pretty much is that those are like portal type systems, like gateways, they're gates to enter like other dimensions and different harmonic universes, you know, go into a more ascended plane or go into inner earth, wherever it may be. But yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you get to this point? Like, like, what were the circumstances of your life that, like, because what we're talking about right now is not like, we're not talking about sports. We're not talking about like, we're not talking about some basic bitch shit. We're not even talking about like conspiracy theories. Like what we're talking about is something completely different and also not tangible um, in our current paradigm of consciousness uh, as a collective unit. So my question to you is like, like what, what happened like what were the circumstances that led to the tracy of now <laughs> okay so um of course like how you said in my um introduction that ever since i was a little girl i really just knew you know i knew what i needed to to do i knew that there was like a calling and so forth even when I was little, I was into crystals and like all that cool stuff. I was reading about chakras when I was little. I was studying demons. I made my own demonology book. And it wasn't like, oh, I wanted to do black magic or anything like that. It's just that I needed to know about, you know, certain entities. So when the time does come, I know how to handle them, right? And I was doing all these things when I was little and I still didn't understand why. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm just going with the flow and, you know, whatever my soul wants to do is supposed to do. And I still never, I, I never knew until, you know, now. But so fast forward, of course, my teenage years, my 20s, um, it was just party, 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 right? Have fun, party, do this and that, hobbies type of thing. I suppressed a lot of my gifts. But even when I went out to parties, <laughs> I would still see spirits and ghosts and they would talk to me <laughs> and stuff like that. And people thought I was crazy. But, um, and then eventually um, I was working at a nightclub and so I was a bottle waitress at a nightclub and I did that for seven years. 
And during that time, I met other girls that I worked with. And some of them were into like ghosts and, you know, paranormal type stuff. And we just started talking. And it opened myself up even more to my old self, to my past self. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should like be deeper into, you know, what I was before. So when that happened, um, so my friend I was talking to, my coworker, she was a Reiki healer. And I was like, oh, cool. I'd like to receive some Reiki healing. Let's see what that's all about. Um, and my, my actually, actually my first Reiki healing was done from my teacher. So she did it when I was pregnant. So I was pregnant with my first. And this is a crazy thing. So when I was working on my kids, like back and forth, like should I go into like my spiritual stuff and then party, spiritual stuff, party. And then there was, it wasn't like a good balance because if you're going to do spiritual stuff, you're going to have to like go deep into it. You can't just go out and party and be like, oh, I'll just do spiritual stuff and I'll cancel it out. It doesn't work that way. Um, so I got pregnant with my first and being pregnant with my first made me stop. I mean, of course I had to stop partying, right? But it made me stop and it made me dig deep within myself. I had a lot of alone time. Uh, I didn't hang out with a lot of my friends when I was pregnant. I only worked at the nightclub still. And I just did a lot of inner spiritual growth. And it was very interesting because when I was pregnant with my first, I started chanting a lot of Hindu mantras. And it was very interesting because I've never chanted mantras before, except Om, right? And I was just like, what is this? And it just came out so naturally. And I was like, this is weird. But I chanted mantras every single day while I was pregnant with him. And it turned out that it was to protect him, to raise my, my soul and my body and frequency. Because um, a lot of the kids are coming in right now. They're coming in with high frequency vibrations. So if I didn't raise my frequency, my body wouldn't be able to hold him inside my womb. And he would just, you know, um, miscarriage himself. So I had, I was like four to do the inner work so I could hold him and have like a healthy labor and birth. So my first Reiki healing was done through my teacher while I was pregnant with him. And after that, it just opened up so many doors, so many, you know, different experiences. And then I eventually got my Reiki one. And then after Reiki one, there was this crazy thing that happened. I just started getting all of these things done through my teacher. And it was just one raft, boom, 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 boom. Like so many clearings and healings done. And I had, and I was pregnant with my second. (laughs) So after I had both of my babies, after I delivered them, um, after my second, um, my work called me and said, oh, um, we have to resign you. (laughs) Uh, It's been more than 21 days since you gave birth. And I was like, wait, what? And it was really confusing because of my first, after I gave birth, they let me take off more than 21 days. And my manager said, oh, with the second one, we'll do the same thing too. So when HR called me and said, oh, no, we have to resign you. I was like, wait a second. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And I was going to fight back. But then I received lots of messages and guidance saying like, no, 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 no. Like, this is supposed to happen. I was like, well, weird. It's like, okay, cool. Peace out. Right. <laughs> So I left the whole industry. I left the whole nightclub, the whole party scene, like all together. 
And when that happened is when all the clearing started happening. And after all those clearings happened, then I was attuned to Reiki 2, Reiki 3, like master, Reiki master teacher. I was um, certified in uh, Theta Healing, Advanced Theta Healing, Soul Contracts. Um, and it all happened, like, pretty much in, like, less than one month span. So all of that, yeah, all of that stuff happened in less than one month which is very rare because usually when someone would get certified in like Reiki one, they would have to wait like one or two years. So they get to Reiki two and then so forth. But it just happened so fast, so quick. And after that, it was like, boom, <laughs> like it was, it was just like the doors just like busted wide open. Here you go, Tracy. This is what you're supposed to do. You're ready. Boom. And they just threw me out into the demons, like do your work. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool so after that it was just lots of um researching a lot of you know knowledge but also a lot of my own wisdom and experiences ever since like all of those uh, certified um classes and attunements and so forth so yeah how did you know how did i know yeah like know what like, how did you know? Like, how did you know, like, this is what I'm going to do? Like, what was the moment that you realized this is what I'm going to do? And then how did you know? Like, what part of you or what part of not you uh, spoke to you or gave you messages that told you this is what you're going to do? Mm. So when I delivered my first and I looked him in the eyes, that's when I knew. Um, it was like this weird telepathic type of communication that we had. It was literally right after I gave birth, looked at him and we just stared, stared at each other. And it was just like that connection and that telepathic communication was like, he was pretty much saying like, mom, it's go time. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> it, was like, it was like the weirdest, the coolest experience I have like felt. It was amazing. You said something earlier, you said uh, you were going back and forth between partying and like deep, deep inner work and mm-hmm. something, something came up for me. Um, it's, it's not that it's not even balanced. It's actually very dangerous because like partying opens up, also opens up channels mm-hmm. and like with the deep inner work, well, first of all, you can't even go deep if you're, if you're doing all those other things. And like, two, it's like, you can literally go crazy, like forever type crazy. Like it's, it, it, I've, I've seen it. I've experienced uh, a lot of, like I've sat in a lot of different ceremonies and I've, I've worked with a lot of different medicines and, and I've met a lot of people that thought that they can play around in like both of those dimensions. And I've never seen it lead to a balanced and peaceful, like, uh, result. Yep. Very, very true. Even just drinking alcohol, it attracts demons. Spirit, right? Spiritus, mm-hmm. spiritus, right? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I, some of the darkest nights, some of the darkest experiences I've ever had, no matter how, much different experimentation I've had with other stuff for sure was during like uh, alcohol when I was younger. Oh Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why they call us spirits. 
yeah, yeah. It, it like it opens up like portals it feels like to to things that are very very uh not good or bad just dark dark and um sometimes not even your own <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. lots of attachments because uh, whenever you do drink alcohol or take any substance that's not for the highest good um you're <laughs> your I mean your org fields they they weaken and when your org fields weaken they're going to be attracted to that they're like oh yeah we can go in there and siphon from this person we can dump bad stuff onto this person or you know whatever it may be and that's the thing with all these fallen entities um, they're not connected to infinite eternal source so they need to latch themselves onto other living things in order to feed themselves like leeches yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're parasites. <laughs> they're parasites. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, actually, you were talking about like heavy metal cleansing, and um, like I did, I've been doing probably heavy metal and parasite cleansing now five years, and I've had some shit come out of me, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> and every time that it's coming out, I mean, I've been exper- like literally, I, I've had day- days where I thought I was going to die because. Um, in the scientific world, they call it like a Herxmeyer effect. So when you're purging uh, parasites, let's say you can't you can't just get rid of them while they're alive, because they're actually very they're they're relatively intelligent and they know how to hold on. So mm-hmm. the process is like you either have to knock them out or kill them. But if you kill them or knock them out, they release toxins. Mm-hmm. When they release toxins, it literally feels like. I'm dying. Yeah. And anytime where I've seen parasites come out of me, I've never felt the same the next, like the next moment, like the moment that they come out, I'm like, I'm already a different human being. Uh-huh. And, it, and it never goes back to that vibration again. And, and it's like, it's all vibration. Yep. Like they're altering <laughs> my vibration. So like I've experienced that in a few different, I guess, dimensions, but yeah, I remember we were hanging out and you were telling me about like some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. So I wanted to have you on here because <laughs> I mean, th- this is the place for the craziest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So what were you like as a kid growing up? Like you had this opening, you had this calling, but like, what were you like as a kid? What was your environment like? Hmm. I had a pretty normal family. Um, You know, I never went through any childhood trauma or anything like that. Um, You know, like, it was just, it was pretty normal. The only thing that wasn't considered normal, parentheses, was me. Um, A lot of people thought I was weird, of course. Um, They didn't quite understand, you know, myself, um, where I came from. Um, I, you know, like it was just, I, I kept to myself a lot, actually. I was an introvert, but I wasn't shy. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just really reserved and I had like that knowing like, oh yeah, they don't need to know. I don't need to explain myself. You know, I, I already know myself. So, you know, why need, why do I need to explain? Um, I just say like my mentality growing up, I was very mature. <laughs> I had like this really mature 
mentality. I never got depressed or anything like that, you know, trying to be accepted or, you know, into like the social norms and stuff like that. I was always wanting to break out of those. Uh, I was a goth growing up though. <laughs> I, was, I was a goth girl growing up. Yeah. But I, it was very strange because in high school, so I was gothic, but I was friends with everybody. I went from like group to group to group and I just like chatted up with them for a bit. I never really belonged to one thing. And I guess that was like my multidimensional self coming out through. But yeah, my childhood was, was pretty, uh, nothing crazy happened except seeing UFOs and spirits. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. But, yeah, but to me, that's normal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow up? In Florida. What part of Florida? Uh, Central Florida. What, what, what and, was the place called? Huh? What was the area called? It was like, it was right outside of Orlando. So I usually just say Orlando because people know where that is, but it's like a little town outside of Orlando. Nice. And when did you move to the West Coast? Um, 10 years ago. By yourself? Yeah, by myself. I just got up and left. I had nothing. I gave my car away. I only had myself, my dog, and some luggage. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> were, were you born in the United States? Yeah, I was. I was born in the West Coast, actually. So, um, yeah, so where I'm at right now, this is where I was born. But uh, my parents wanted to raise me and my sibling out in Florida. So they took us out to Florida, and we were raised there. And at that, so when, before I moved back here, I was a import car show model. I was go-go dancing at nightclubs and stuff like that. This was before I worked at the nightclub as a bottle waitress. So, um, so I was traveling a lot and there wasn't that much work in, or, you know, in like Orlando, it was okay. I was always traveling to the West coast. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move back to where I was born. So I just packed up everything and went back. <laughs> what, like, why, why Vegas? Um, so I used to do SEMA, which is a huge car show here. It's an international car show. And they have it once a year. And I would do that every single year. So I was here for one of those years and I was just getting booked like everywhere. I was getting booked in California, you know, Las Vegas. So I was just like, even Hawaii. So I was like, you know, it's just best for me to live in the West Coast because all my work is here. And while I was here for one of the SEMA shows, I'm, so a lot of us, we all know each other. We all live around the world, but we all know each other, like the whole import car scene. So we all got together, you know, in Vegas during SEMA. And then we met um, like, you know, friends of friends of friends that lives in Vegas. And then we just all started hanging out and they're like, yeah, I'm looking for a roommate. I was like, cool, done, deal. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Say lovey. Yep. <laughs> what, when you were a kid, like, did you watch cartoons? Yeah, I did. What, cart what kind of cartoons did you watch? I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. 
So I watched stuff like Ah, Real Monsters, Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, Doug. Um... <laughs> and did you watch Animaniacs? Yes, I did. I even watched Daria too. La 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 la. <laughs> Daria was definitely an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she was like, like one of the first hipsters. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first hipsters. Now everybody in Brooklyn looks like Daria. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but like it is what it is. I mean, for those people that are listening that are a little younger, they might not know Daria, but. I mean, if they go to any coffee shop in Brooklyn, they would know Daria. <laughs> she was ahead of her time. <laughs> she was definitely ahead of her time, for sure. Yeah. She was definitely ahead of her time. So <laughs> what, what are some of the things that you do with some of your clients? Like somebody comes to you. All right, first of all, who comes to you? Like how, like first, uh, one, like how do they find you? Two, who are they? Three, what are they looking for? Um, yeah, those are the three questions that I'm going to start with. Okay. So how they find me, a lot of my clients is through word of mouth, which is great. You know, I like um, receiving, you know, clientele that way. Um, word of mouth, social media, um, you know, they see what I post, they see what I do. I post a lot of like, you know, my light languages, energy work, grid work stuff on my Instagram. I post a lot of my crystal jewelry on my aura crown Instagram. So they, they, they see what I do. And um, a lot of it's word of mouth too. So they hear from other, you know, my other clientele. Um, so that, that's how they find me actually. And it's funny because I have a website too, but I just have that website just to be like, yeah, I'm legit, you know? <laughs> You know, I have my website, I have my store, everything, right? But a lot of my clientele is through word of mouth and social media. Um, who are they? Who are they? I get all kinds of clientele. Usually as a healer, the, the clients that come to you would be the ones that resonate with your work the most, or you would have something that would benefit them. Um, but I get all kinds. I get all different sexes. I get all different age. You mean like all 30 sexes now that we have? Yes. <laughs> like all 30 of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many terms and names now. I'm just like, what? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody's a they at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but the majority of my clients are anywhere between, I would say like 25 to 40. What are they looking for when they come to you? A lot of them. Well, of course they look for advice. A lot of them ask a lot of questions, which is totally fine. That's, that's good. Ask questions. A lot of them ask advice. Um, uh, a lot of them want healing physical healing as well, emotional healing, mental healing. Um, and there's a majority of them that don't know about the galactic and more spiritual soul plane type stuff. But I do incorporate that into my healings. Um, and that's because, well, everything starts with energy, right? Um, and as a soul, if you have a soul, that means you've had multiple lifetimes. <laughs> 
the dong song. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, what's that? What is a soul? <laughs> I'm just a robot in this human suit right now. <laughs> it's my meat. It's my meat body. <laughs> All right. But yeah. So um, you've had like you know multiple lifetimes, past, present, future. And when you're on this earthly plane, you're still connected to all of those things. So whatever manifests in this physical form, it all starts off from like other, you know, fields, other dimensions, other, you know, your energetic um, centers. So I always like to delve into the galactic and the history and, um, you know, the soul plane levels, because that's where it all started. And then eventually, if it doesn't get treated, it goes into like your mental fields, your emotional fields, your etheric fields. And then if it still doesn't get treated in those areas, then, then it you get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, crazy. OK, not crazy, but true story. True, funny story. Well, not funny for them, but <laughs> well, funny um, for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, so there's this one person and she got sick, right? And she's like, oh, my gosh, I got sick. I have COVID. And so she went to get tested and it was negative. And she's like, no, no, I do have COVID. She went to get tested again, negative. And she's like, no, I swear I have COVID. She went to go get tested again, negative. So she got like five negatives, right? And then eventually she's like, no, I know I have COVID. So she went to like another place and she got tested positive. Well, guess what? She freaking manifested that. She kept 100%. saying, I have, I am. When that yeah. happens, it's going to, you're going to have it. A hundred percent. I mean, we are such powerful, like beings, like we're able to create whatever it is that we want or don't want, like whatever it, energy, it's all energy. So whatever you focus on, like you're able to create. Oh yeah. So, uh, some, some of the work that I've been doing uh, for the last, I don't know, probably for the last year now has been like, uh, healing a lot of like past trauma, like going back to those places where I, I had really fucking hard times in my life and like going back to those spaces as me now and being like, Hey, it all works out. Like, it's all good. Like you got this, like, it's all, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's all, and it's crazy. Like how much shifts in my current timeline when I'm able to like go to the past, heal that area and then it's like, when I come back, I literally feel like, like a wound has closed. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just like, there's more integrity in like those different dimensions of self that I'm living in. Does that make sense? I, it yes. might make sense because you're a crazy person too, but. <laughs> that makes total sense. Yes. Yeah, no, totally. Just like looking yeah. for those spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, the majority of my clients, they they really appreciate, you know, me going into those areas for them, for them. But, you know, I still do like what they ask, you know, like the physical and the emotional and mental and all that stuff, the trauma. But um, I do have some clients that are just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense why are you doing this and I'm like oh girl like or guy like (laughs) this needs to be done this is what's being shown right now we need to tackle this stuff 
or else the physical won't heal. And it's so true because, you know, when, when you see people that have cancer, right? So you see the people that have cancer or any type of disease or tumors or whatever it may be, um, you know, if they get healed and treated, like they'll be fine for like a couple months or maybe a year, but then it comes back. Well, guess what? They only healed the physical field. They didn't heal their emotional aspect or their mental aspect, or maybe something that happened in another lifetime. You know, yeah. they didn't, they didn't, um, handle that. So guess what? It's still there. It's still lingering here. It's not in here, but it's still lingering here. And then it's eventually going to come back in. Boom. Manifest like a rubber band. Mm-hmm. Like a rubber band. Actually last week I had a guy on my podcast. He's beaten stage four cancer twice. Mm. Um, I, I think he's like 36 or 37. Um, he's, I think he's like five or six years cancer free. And we were talking and, uh, I haven't posted it yet. I'm going to post it in the next few days. Uh, but he, he swears that it came from, uh, his religious upbringing and mm. that like, he always thought that he was a sinner because like he grew up like super like fundamentalist Christian. So like right away, like you're born and like the tag that you get is like, you're bad. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the seven main stories that we have like in psychology. And if you're bad, that means that everything that can bring you joy in your life, you don't deserve it. That's the one story. And on the other story is everything that happens that maybe hurts or is full of suffering you deserve so now you're attracting more of this pushing away uh more of that and you're create like there's a horrible relationship with sex there's a horrible relationship with self there's a horrible relation i mean it's just like it the relationships are so distorted and he swears that like it came from like those belief systems and Mm -hmm. i mean he was so far gone I, I've seen pictures because like we we touched like my ex-wife, she works in the hospital that was treating him. And we like we we interacted through like Facebook and stuff. And he literally looked like an African baby. He was like super thin with the big belly, like when it fills up <laughs> with water already, and it's game yeah. over. You but he fucking he made it. Wow. Uh, because he let go of it. He was like, I'm willing to let go of everything, like my relationship with my wife. Uh, my relationship with religion, the people, the community, and mm-hmm. and he was able to heal. And obviously, yeah. there's always more work to be done, right? Uh, but fuck, like those belief <laughs> systems in our head. It, I talk about it um, with clients as a virus. Mm-hmm. It's a virus. It's it's it like a, it's a it's a mind virus. It doesn't matter like where it is. It's a fucking virus. And the idea is, because I hear this all the time, like I hear like, hey, I wish I invested in this stock um, back then, or I wish I did this, like, dude, you have no fucking clue what altering that timeline could have done right now. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. you could have fucking made lots of money, but like, how do you know that wouldn't have led to like your son overdosing on heroin? Like you have no fucking idea. Like everything that's ever happened in the past everything that's happening right now and everything that's going to happen in the future is perfect. If it wasn't perfect, then show me perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's the vaccine is to realize that everything was perfect. And like, cause our whole lives were like going down this river. We have no choice, like no choice Indian marriage, right? Like you're just, you're going down this fucking river. You're going down this river and like, we're going to 
go down this river anyway. It's guaranteed that this physical body is going to expire. Like we're going to get to some point. Maybe we can make some adjustments, but we're still on the fucking river. But most of us are just holding on to these fucking rocks on the side <laughs> of the river. And it's so exhausting. Like you're going to go. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, they just they just get beat up by the water. Boom, crash, boom, crash, you know? And it's just like, relax, like it's all good. Like you're going to yeah. die anyway. That's the worst <laughs> thing that can happen is like, you're going to die and it's already guaranteed. So the worst thing that can happen is fucking guaranteed. So like, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the mm-hmm. fucking ride. Like shit happens. And maybe it's not shit. It's the story of the Chinese farmer, right? Where it's like, have you heard it? I have not heard this one. Are you interested? Sure. Let's hear it. So there's a Chinese farmer. He lives on a farm with his son in a small village in China, and they have one horse. One day, the horse runs away. And all of the villagers come to his house and they say, you're so unlucky. Your horse ran away. You have nothing to like help you plow the fields. And he says, maybe yes, maybe no. A few weeks later, his horse comes back with seven wild horses. Now he has eight horses. All the villagers come to his house. They're so excited. They're like, you're so lucky. You have eight horses. And he goes, maybe yes, maybe no. A few days later, his son is trying to break in one of the wild horses, falls off, breaks his leg. Now he has no one to help him on his farm. All the villagers come to his house again and they say, you're so unlucky. Your son fell and broke his leg. Now you have nobody to help you. And he says, maybe yes, maybe no. A few weeks later, the military comes drafting all the young men. They can't take his son. He has a broken leg. The military goes to war. None of the young men come back. His son is the only young man in the village of marrying age. All the villagers come to his house and they say, you're so lucky your son survived. Maybe yes, maybe no. And it just keeps going. Like our life just keeps fucking going. It's like these external events, they're just events. And it's like, it's our story that we put on them. In 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 Taoism, they have this idea. um, Well, they, they taught it through Zen koans, but like it comes from the Taoist like uh, lineage. And it's like, the great way is easy as long as you don't pick and choose. (laughs) Love it, love it. So yeah, I mean, when you mentioned cancer, it reminded me of Ryan from last week when I spoke to him and it's like, oh man, like how often do we hold on to the job or the relationship or or the, <laughs> the idea of what you, th- what you think that you should be, or what even worse, what you think that other people think that you should be. Mm-hmm. And, all, and- of those, all of those are diseases. All of those are virus. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. Like we, <laughs> like we, we, we're missing the fucking, we're missing the ride. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many beautiful meadows that we get to pass by, even though the water might be turbulent. It's like, there's so much to see. There's so much to experience. There's so much joy and love and like, and, and even sadness. Like somebody messaged me yesterday and she was like, I'm feeling really sad. And I was like, great, like, enjoy it. Like you can enjoy sadness too, you know, like cry, like enjoy it. Like there's nothing, it's not wrong. Yeah. I know like it's, um, it may sound kind of strange for some people, but I love doing shadow work. Shadow mm-hmm. work is like one of my favorite things to do. I, like I love, so if you want to go into astrology, but I'm a Scorpio. So 
<laughs> that can explain a lot of things right there. And I have a lot of Scorpio um, in my natal chart. It's not just my sun sign. It's, I have like seven or eight things <laughs> in my Scorpio chart. But anyways, I love doing shadow work because you just you just feel like like having like feeling the sadness, feeling even depression or feeling the anger. It's just so raw and it makes you present in the moment, too. And when you when you feel it and you release it, then you feel even 10 times better. Like like you have control over yourself. You know that you are your own powerful you know, mentor, teacher, you know, you're, you, you are you like, do you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, like once you accept who you are, like your nature and stop repressing, like those aspects that you think are ugly or like that other people can't accept the whole world starts to accept you because that's <laughs> like the reason why you're pushed away from the world is because you push yourself away from you, you know? Um, and that's just like, there's nothing not beautiful about you. Like all your scars, all your, all your falls, all your losses, like it's all beautiful. Cause it's all led to this specific moment right here where we're sitting, like, there's, there's no other moment. Like, it's just now, like now exactly. and now and now, like, that's it. That's all there is. Mm-hmm. And everything that's ever happened has led to this moment. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really crazy thing because people are like, I want to change like this thing that happened. Like you cannot like, who cares? Like, let it go. (laughs) Let it the fuck go. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. When, when people have like regrets or denial or, you know, grudges, anything like that, it's just adding more baggage onto yourself. You don't feel heavier and heavier and heavier. And yeah, eventually all that stuff is going to manifest into physical form that you don't want to happen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy carrying that shit around, you know, it's heavy. And you know what, like what we do as humans, like, I don't want to say they, I want to say we, because we're all humans and we've all been trained from the same fucking society um, (laughs) regardless. So it's like, we're taught to talk about it all the time. Talk about those things all the time in ways that make us empowered by being a victim of those circumstances where it's like, like when I, all right, I got, I got a perfect example of like that specific thing. When I was five years old, I was molested by an older kid. And then they threatened to kill me if I told anybody. And I didn't know about it for so long. Like I just didn't know. You know what I mean? I didn't know until I was 27 years old and I came out of an ayahuasca ceremony and it like opened up that unconscious, like uh, the, the Pandora's box. Because yeah. she was like, you're ready to deal with it now. And, and I dealt with it. I looked at it. And at first I was like, this is fucking heavy. You know what I mean? Like, this is heavy. And like, I didn't talk about it with anybody. Cause I was so ashamed of like that specific thing. And then I started to, I mean, I kept doing more work, more work, more work. And then it started to like open up where it was just like, like my suffering from those years is like, the collective suffering like that's literally just like where we're at in our society and our consciousness and and also the thing that like the healing happened when obviously the first stage was like acknowledging it like mm-hmm. na- name it like this is what happened Perfect. Yeah. then claim it this is this is what happened and like 
and and I'm cool with it. And then it was like, and then I forgave that person. Then I forgave myself. And then, then I went to a therapist. <laughs> and then I went to a therapist. But like, but for reasons totally unrelated. And I start and like, but it came up in the first conversation. Um, and I was like, and I told him, I was like, this is what happened. He goes, there's only two things that happen afterwards, psychologically. And I was like, what are those? He goes, you either become super sexually active or you shut down completely. And I was like, I don't think I shut down at all. <laughs> just like go time. <laughs> like you said, you're like, you're like, it's go time. Like when I was a kid, it was go time. Like sex was something I couldn't get enough of. And that became like my addiction for a really long time. But then mm-hmm. that led to all these other things like uh, taking a vow of celibacy and then learning about uh, like ancient, like Taoist trans- um, traditional like sexual practices and Tantra. And it led to like becoming more me. So it's like when I think back to the moment when I was five, I'm super grateful for it. Like I'm super mm-hmm. grateful for it because it's like, why wouldn't I be? It's led to so many incredible things. I've like, I, I loved that whole journey. It was so magical, so incredible. And like, yeah, painful too, but like magical journeys have some pain too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, yeah, fuck. It was just <laughs> like, I mean, it was such a, and like literally almost every single human being that I talk to, I don't want to say everyone, but almost everyone that I talk to has experienced some sort of sexual assault, um, molestation, rape, like something in that, because that's just the world that we fucking live in. And like, and it's okay. It's okay. Cause like that teaches us lessons as well. And like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. My heart goes out to these people, but it's also like, it's just part of your fucking journey. Like, it's okay to get punched in the face sometimes. <laughs> fucking, it happens, you know? All right. Yeah. So you're a very spiritual being. What does your daily life look like? Like, what time do you go to bed? What time do you wake up? Like, what kind of food do you eat? Uh, like, what are, do you, do you do any sort of like physical training? Like, what do you do on your leisure activities? Like, what does Tracy Nova's life look like? <laughs> okay so I wake up early of course I have two babies right so we wake up early what's early anywhere between it depends so sometimes it's 5 a.m sometimes it's 7 a.m so we wake up you know I take care of them first you know brush teeth you know make them food get them water all that good stuff and then I take care of myself Um, I like to, so this is my morning, uh, routine, my morning ritual. I like to drink celery juice, right, right off the bat in the morning, um, cleanse out my whole system. Then I make, um, hot tea, whether it's like fresh cut ginger and turmeric or whatever it may be that my body needs at that time. And then I put like, um, I put, um, this thing called, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's called shilajit. Yeah. yeah. How do you Shilajit. say it? Shilajit. Shilajit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I put that in there. I actually just started that one month ago. So since I'm already a healthy person, they say do two months and then get off of it for a while and then go back on there for two months. 
So I'm just like testing out, see how it goes. Um, but I'm, I'm super healthy already. Um, so I drank the celery juice. I drank my hot tea with the Sheila G. <laughs> Sheila juice. <laughs> I gotta get used to that. And then um, I don't eat anything. So I do intermittent fasting too. I do that every day unless if one day my body's like, no, I need something, right? I always listen to my body. So I do intermittent fasting and I usually do it for anywhere between 12 to 15 hours. Um, and then I would eat something. I like to eat lots of fruits for my first meal, lots of fruits. Um, sometimes I make smoothies. Um, a lot of my diet stuff, my, my food is like raw vegan. I love raw vegan stuff. Um, it's just whenever I eat it, like I just can feel the frequencies, the high vibrational frequencies that it has already. I like to eat raw vegans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they process the grass the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but it's really interesting. So sometimes I do crave like hot or cooked foods. And it's because I guess like, I am a O plus, my blood type's O plus. So during the winter times, it's really hard for my body, my adrenal glands to warm up my body. So I need warm foods. But um, anyways, so that's like what I eat, what I drink. Um, I also take um, like mushroom, like supplements of mushrooms. So anywhere between like the, the, reishi, the reishi, the lion's mane, um, all that good stuff. I forgot whether it's... And then I take spirulina, chlorella, moringa. And then I take um, the 12 cell salts. So it's like in tablets, and it's like the 12 cell salts. Um, trying to think what else I take. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for like my food and, and diets and supplements. Um, and then like throughout the day, besides doing being a mom, um, if I'm being called to, I do energy work. I do energy, energy work for the collective. Um, there was a lot that happened throughout 2020. So there'd be times where I would just wake up, you know, do the morning ritual stuff. And then I would sit down and it would, I would like close my eyes to like meditate or like say some mantras and prayers. And right when I close my eyes, it'd be like emergency clearing now. And I'm just like, it would like wake me up and I'm like, ah. I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Well, and I have to like go back and tap in and see what's going on in the collective and the fields and all that stuff. And then I have to do the work for that. And sometimes it's like hours work. It's not just like, oh, okay, I see this clear. It's not like that. It's like, you, you have to like really dig deep. Like if you're going to do that type of work, you have to dig deep. You have to figure like who's doing this, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Um, how can you dismantle and transmute it or override it, whatever it may be. Um, what you need to protect or you know anchor in like it's like it's like more in depth than like what people think um but yeah so sometimes that would happen um I do crystal jewelry every single day so I have a lot of like custom jewelry that I make um so I have like a lot of my customers that would hit me up be like oh can you make me this can you make me that etc so I do that every single day um I take me and my babies out to nature which is so important. 
um, nature, 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 even if it's just outside to bask in the sun for a little bit, um, earthing, grounding. Um, and then I do energy work on myself and my babies. That's awesome. Yeah. And then like every, everything in between is like taking care of my babies or like saying mantras and prayers, um, doing more research, always learning all that good stuff. Do you have any physical practices? Oh yeah, I do. I do yoga. Any, any do, specific kind of yoga? Um, I just do like regular vinyasa yoga for the most part. I've done Kundalini. Um, I've done um, Ashtanga. Um, I've done, what's it called? Hathra. Hatha. I've done, yeah, Nidra. Uh, I'm trying to remember like all these terms. Nidra, which is like the sleeping yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> uh, every, every night at 8.30 p.m. I, I do Nidra yoga. <laughs> Namaste here in this bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then like other physical practices is just hiking, hiking, swimming, you know, anything that's out in nature. I don't go to the gym. And I mean, it just doesn't resonate with me. Of course, it works for other people, but it just doesn't resonate with me. And nothing, you know, wrong with gym people or anything like that. It's just, I mean, there's know. probably a lot wrong with gym people, but we're not going to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it's funny though. We used to have a gym membership and every time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and work out my legs, get that booty that all the girls are getting. But whenever I, when I enter the gym, I pull out a yoga mat and I start doing yoga. I don't even use any of the machines. And people are looking at me like, like what? You're just doing yoga? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just do what I love to do instead. <laughs> That's really important with the physical practice. It's, mm-hmm. really, it's, re- it's not really sustainable to consistently do what you fucking hate. So, oh, yeah. yeah, respect. <laughs> All right. So this is like, this is like an imagination round. If you weren't a witch, well, who would you be? If I wasn't a witch? Yeah, I'm, I'm messing with you. If you, <laughs> were, if you weren't like this energy worker and this being of light, who would you be? Wow. Mm. Well, this is going to go into more of like my fantasy fairy tale type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're trying to, that's where we're trying to go. Okay. Into, like your fantasy. Yeah. So I'm very into anime and and cosplay and playing different characters. But I'm also very into like, um, you know, like the dragons and the elvins, you know, like Harry Potter, like Lord of the Rings, you know, that kind of stuff. So I actually have elf ears and sometimes I wear them, but I would love to be an elf. (laughs) I I love it. I don't know know what an elf does every day, but. I'm sure they stick crystals in their butt. Like, I'm sure they do like these super like spiritual, like light being things. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely on the path. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that far off. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure you could use some of these crystals for butt plugs and stuff. A hundred percent. When you were talking about crystals earlier, I wanted to be like, oh yeah, Tracy's made me like this amazing, like sapphire butt plug. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, that might be my next venture. For Central sure. Central Crystal Products. Oh, I love it. I, I'm, I'm actually using one right now as I sit here. Should I put mine in then? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you didn't have yours. You didn't get the memo? That wasn't the housekeeping. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you missed an opportunity. The divine messages got blocked. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. What is one thing that you would love to upload into the minds of everyone in the world? That I would love to upload? Yes. Whew, there's just so many, but let me see if I can like downsize it into like one awesome quote. Um, hmm. I think it would just be, I'm trying to figure out like how, what would sound best? Like you are source, you are light, you are you, you are one. Do you be you? We used to have a crew when I was growing up. It was called UBU. I don't think they were like moving in that direction, but <laughs> that's, what they call, that's what they called it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's awesome. What is one book that you find yourself recommending for people to read uh, over and over in your life uh, since you've been an elf? <laughs> Um, a book eh hmm oh you're like my can I only I'm not even Canadian but I said eh I know I was gonna um, say it's very Canadian of you <laughs> it's what so a, weird I have like something but what like about that book would come out and I'm just like where did that come from but, um, <laughs> let's see a good book it doesn't have to be good it's just like the one that you recommend all the time you know this is this is going to be really strange because it has nothing to do with, I mean, it, you could probably find connections to spirituality or like, you know, where I'm at in, at this time in my life, but I just love Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just love him. So I, ha I actually have like his complete tales and poems book and I, I just enjoy, I just enjoy it. It's like my, it. yes, it's my enjoy book. But if it was like a, um, Ah, like a motivational type of book. Hold on, let me see. I got some here. Burm, burm, burm. I mean, it doesn't have to be motivational. It could just be at ground. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a few, actually. But some of them might be a little feminine for, um, for some uh. of the, the male listeners. But... For all the male listeners, I just want to let you guys know, each one of us have both masculine and feminine energies. So it's okay to dive into your feminine energies. It's okay. You want to become whole, right? You want to balance the masculine and the feminine. Um, so I have like Warrior Goddess Training. That's a book from Heather Ash Amara. And then I have two books from Rebecca Campbell. I'm pretty sure a lot of females know about her. She does, um, so she writes these books, but she also makes her own tarot and oracle type cards. And she, um, yeah, it's very, very good, very interesting. So she has a book called Rise, Sister, Rise. 
And then she has another book called Light is the New Black. I love it. Very, very good, like inspirational, motivational type of books. I love it. What, yeah. what music do you listen to? Okay, so I listen to all types of music. Yes, I do listen to like the whole um, Hindu mantras and the um, healing frequency type of music. Um, you know, like the whole like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that type of music, but you know, like with the whole drums and the flutes and <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hip, like hip, hippie shit. Yeah, hippie shit. <laughs> and then I also listen to um, K-pop, which is Korean pop music. Um, I know it's like a whole like different spectrum, but, and I listen to Japanese music too. So I listen to Japanese pop. I listen to Japanese rock, their visual K, I mean, yeah, visual K rock that they do. Um, and there are times where I still dive into like the heavy metal and black metal and goth industrial type music too. Nice. Yeah. I, I still, I still do it. <laughs> I still wear black. See, I'm wearing black. I still wear it. Me too. I'm very goth today. <laughs> so, all right yeah and then, could... oh, I, I listen to like nordic type stuff norwegian and like batteries i like i like listening to all different kinds oh i like listening to um like belly dancing trap music <laughs> it's crazy like we live in a world where like there's so many like little sub niches like you uh-huh. can like find your people it takes some work, but yeah. like, and it takes some experimentation, but like you can find your people. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you can have an ice cream combination made specifically for you, like a custom made ice cream combo, what would it look like? Hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ah. <sighs> This is this is probably gonna turn out like poop, but um, anything that looks like rainbow with a sprinkle of gold shimmer, <laughs> but still minty with some dark chocolate in there, <laughs> and some roots. Oh, and mochi. I like Japanese mochi in there, and wow. maybe some boba. Hey, let's, let's throw it in boba. Fuck it, let's throw it in. Yeah. If you were a food, what kind of food would you be? I would be, hmm. <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind was a popsicle. And I don't know why, but I guess I just want people to lick me. <laughs> I get it. It's perfect. It's perfect. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? A cat. Any type of cat. Meow. Meow. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Ooh, this is going to have to be like a black Acura NSX fully loaded. Old school or the new ones? Ooh, that's hard. I like the old ones. The new ones are pretty nice, but it still got me a little time to get used to it. Just like how all the new cars are coming out, like the Toyota Supra. When that came out, I was just like, ooh. But after a while, I was like, oh, I I like it. It grows on you. It grows on you. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say an old actor in a sex. Okay. What's your Enneagram number? My what? Do you, have an, do you know your Enneagram number? What's that? 
Anneogram? It's like an ancient personality test that apparently they used to use in ancient Babylon and ancient Egypt. Um, and it talks about that there's nine archetypes in humanity. And we have all of them, obviously, but we have ones that are predominant. So, for example, my archetype is called the challenger or the protector. Um, uh, and, it's, oh. and it's the most extreme archetype that they have. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's very, we'll, we'll talk about it off the podcast at some point, but um, very deep, like ancient shadow work, if it's done yeah. like properly in that specific direction. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm pretty sure I took those quizzes before, but I don't remember because I know exactly what you're talking about now. Oh, you'll know when you took this one. This is like 45 minutes. It's definitely not. A, it's yeah. Like, it's a fucking SAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, hypothetical or not, depending on how you take it, you are dying. Mm -hmm. What is your last meal? Hmm. I, even though I'm vegan, I would say sushi. Mm -hmm. It would be like an omakase style sushi dinner with sake. <laughs> is, it, is Jiro going to make it or no? Yes! Fuck yeah, right? <laughs> is he still alive? Probably. I, I, cool. I, I, I was in San Diego and there was, there's like a really good sushi chef in San Diego and mm -hmm. his, and it's always booked up there, but his disciple, like his main student opened up a place and in the first few weeks I went there, oh, it was so good. It was uh... so good. It was so good. It was my first time like eating um, like om omakase. Mm -hmm. it was my first time like having like that experience and like I've wanted ever since I seen Jiro I drew him sushi yeah but it was like it was fucking heavenly it was the last time I ate sushi mostly because of the parasites and the heavy metals but <laughs> it was perfect all right your last experience no matter how short or how long it's going to be and with who you would share that experience with this is before I die, right? Yeah, like you're dying and you get a gift of like, this is your last experience. Oh, it would definitely be my babies. <laughs> no doubt and, about and that. What, what would you do with them? Hmm. I, Any, see two, I see two different timelines that are playing out at the same time when you ask me that question. So one was at like a theme park and we're just like running around being children, you know, I channel my inner child and we're just like being all fun and crazy. And then two, the, like the second timeline was that I saw us on the beach and we're just relaxing and, um, you know, reminiscing and just like, you know, cuddling and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Your last piece of advice for the next generation. Hmm. The first thing that just popped up was don't lose hope. Don't lose sight. Don't lose hope. I love it. And I, you know, actually, I think that's very important right now. <laughs> because a lot of people are like, the world's going to shit. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, full transparency, this has been my best year ever. Uh, mm -hmm. not because of external circumstances, but because of like the, the inner work. And oh, yeah. I don't like, 
I don't, I don't know what's going on in the world uh, in a lot of ways. Like I'm, I'm, in, I live in my own bubble and mm-hmm. I honestly believe, I mean, like, I honestly believe the greatest gift you can give to the world, the greatest gift I can give to the world, I can only speak for myself is consistently serving and loving myself and being kind to myself. And the best gift that I can give to myself is loving and being kind to the world, to the people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's definitely a two-way street. And, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, we're humans. We're fucking adaptable. Like, we can adapt to anything. And fuck, like, like <laughs> open your eyes, open your hearts. Like, like become neighbors again. Like, yeah. neighbors. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's rough. But like, that's when the best fucking shit comes out. Like the best art was always made in the darkest times. Oh, yeah. So true. Like, this year has been the best year for music, probably in the last like three generations. Like mm-hmm. we've gotten the best music across all genres. The, like, like collaborations that you would never even think about because people are like bored and they just send an Instagram message to another artist that they're that they don't even know. And they're like, Hey, like there's like an artist from Brooklyn and he's like, he's like super artistic, but he does usually like hip hop and he does like a fucking collaboration with Sting, does a collaboration with like some Arab dude, like, and it's like people have yeah. time right now to do that. So it's like, it's beautiful. Enjoy the art, make some art. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love it. Love it. Love, All right. it, love it. Will you be burned or will you be buried? burned okay what is the line that you want to write on your urn obviously made of crystal like how would it be etched (laughs) (laughs) um what would i write on there my life story was and will always be a great one. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. All right. So we've touched a lot of topics. We've jumped around in many different dimensions. Um, we've shared some laughs, shared some serious moments. Where did we not go that you would like to share with the listeners? Well, let's see here. I feel like we covered a lot of things. But for some reason, UFOs keep like circling around my head right now. <laughs> I don't know okay. why. T- tell me more. Why are you guys here? Stop. <laughs> what do they want? I don't know. It's like they want to be on this podcast right now. <laughs> they're more than welcome to join us. I think they're like hey what about me I'll have to take out the crystal though for their probe but (laughs) hold hold up guys this hole is taken okay (laughs) you gotta you gotta wait (laughs) be be gentle (laughs) stand in line okay (laughs) I would like to uh, thank you for your time, for your energy, for your work that you do for everyone that crosses your path. Uh, For those two little children 
that are making noises outside the door. <laughs> um, you can hear them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, a little bit, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, but oh, it's okay, good. Because I, they're actually downstairs. I'm like, wow, you could hear that? Yeah, I mean, they're kids. They're supposed to be loud. If they're not loud, they're probably dead, right? So that, that's... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no. like, that, like it, it sucks when they're loud, but it sucks even more when they're quiet. Yeah. They're like, like, either okay, the house is burning or they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So truly, thank you. Thank you for your contribution to this world. Thank you for the, your contribution and like your commitment to the work um, and your energy and... Uh, your, your nature guidance skills that got us out of the desert that day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to include all of the links for all of your stuff, your link tree, uh, mm-hmm. some might call it, uh, for the audience to be able to contact you, to learn from you, to get some crystal butt plugs or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they, might, they might need in their next evolution on the spiritual path. So thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. It was so much fun. And thank you for all that you do, all of your work and sharing. And it's amazing. Thank you. Hold on. Thank you for listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast. If you resonate with our message, please show us some love by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a like. You can also visit our website at www.romza.com to continue your journey of self-discovery and keep up with our latest offerings. With love and harmony from all of us at the Alchemy of Self podcast.